Hi guys, it's Jess. Welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where I discuss all things style, pop culture, wellness, and whatever else I feel like discussing from week to week. Welcome, welcome back. If you are rejoining me, if this is your first time, super happy to have you and you know, honored that you chose to spend a little time with me. I am going to forego my usual intro segments because this conversation went a bit long. I sat down virtually with my good friend, my big sis, my writer, vlogger friend, Reve, because the other day I was watching Kim Kardashian's Letterman interview, and I was thinking about the fact that I don't hate this woman. (laughs) You know, she has been a big part of pop culture for the better part of a decade, and over that time, I have observed people, the, the public's relationship with her. I've seen a lot of vitriol spewed about her, some of it warranted and some of it I don't think it is. I'm not really finna get mad at a bitch for making money. Um, y'all know, I'm just, I pride myself on being many, many things. One thing that I'm not is a hating ass bitch. So <laughs> I have been, th- th- watching the Letterman episode really had me thinking about why we have this really complicated relationship with Kim Kardashian, you know, since since we met her, you know, one of the questions I asked Reve is like, girl, where were you when Kim Kardashian happened? So we really get into some of the, some of the scandals, some of the things that have been said, some of the things that we, you know, don't approve of, but the fact that celebrity culture is such a big thing, especially right now with social media continuing to grow and to grow and to grow, especially because of everything going on right now between the pandemic and the election and race riots and the need for police reform and all of these different things. We have so much access to so many different celebrities. And I think we tend to dehumanize. I think we tend to get caught up. I think we set unrealistic expectations for people. I think we expect too much from certain people when it comes to certain things. And I just really want to get into that conversation. Reve is actually a huge fan of Kim Kardashian and has been since I met her like six or seven years ago. And I felt like she would be a really good person, especially because she and I both discuss pop culture with each other on the Reggie to really dive into this conversation. Um, yeah, about Kim Kardashian, my very complicated relationship with her as a public figure and reconciling her problematic behavior with the fact that I am a black woman and I feel very protective of black womanhood and of black culture, especially being from Atlanta. You know, I I don't fully seriously mean it when I say that Atlanta invented black culture, but in a lot of ways I do mean that. So I do feel protective of it. And I feel like I'm supposed to hate certain people because of that and the expectation to to dislike Kim Kardashian, you know, is a is a thing in and of itself. So I'm gonna stop talking. I'm gonna start the episode now. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, review. Please review on iTunes. That's really helpful in uh, helping me to get discovered. And, you know, hopefully I can make a little coin here or there. Or you could just send me a coin, girl. I'll take it. I appreciate it. Um, So stay tuned, guys. So um, how do I want to start? It's weird because we've been talking, so it's weird to be like. It's more, it's more natural then. You know, okay, so we're rolling. Hey, friend. Hey, girl. <laughs> I'm so happy to see your face, even though I saw it like 15 minutes ago, and we have like a weekly FaceTime. Mm-hmm. So, Same today, you are my favorite person to discuss pop culture things with. This is basically what we spend most of our time doing into the wee yeah. hours of the morning. Um, <laughs> and we both don't hate Kim Kardashian in the way that a lot of people do, like across racial lines. So I was watching her Letterman interview the other day. And I didn't see it yet, actually. I enjoyed it. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I, I, I recommend, you know, watching it. But every time Kim does a thing that I don't hate, 
I feel weird because I'm like, am I supposed to still dislike this woman? Because I don't really have a, you know, so I felt like you, especially being a person who is almost kind of a stan, but not all the way. I love her. <laughs> you yeah. know, she's still my phone background, isn't she? Yep, yep, yep. She's still my phone background. Exactly. She's still my lock screen. <laughs> yeah, like she's been your lock screen since I've known you. Mm-hmm. And I felt like you would be the perfect person to dissect my complicated relationship mm-hmm. with him with, um, to give the audience a little bit of background. I met you, what, six years ago? Seven years ago? I can't keep up. Sounds right. 2014? 2014. So six years? Six years. Okay. And we used to live down the street from each other, and we lived in Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. And, like, of the New York crew, I think we're, like, the last two standing. Everybody else, like, packed up and went out west. <laughs> yes, they did. They, they left us here by ourselves to fend off COVID alone. But, you know, which is fine. Um... I'm flourishing. Hey, I, I can't hate. I enjoy the sun too. You know, you know <laughs> I'm not mad at them. Do y'all have fun? But we still here. Um, so tell the people, my good sis, Renee's like honestly like big sister, sometimes mom, sometimes auntie. Um, so tell the people who you are, what you do, and why. Just a regular, regular schmegler girl who live in the Bronx. Okay, um, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> No, uh, writer, blogger, um, armchair, movie reviewer, um, girl from Atlanta, just like Jessica. Not just like, tell them the difference. I'm from Atlanta and Jessica's from Atlanta. I don't know what the difference, I don't know. She has some sort of differences, but we from the same city. I don't know. Rebecca's from the east side and y'all know how I feel about the east side, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean anything to anyone outside of Atlanta, so we go leave it at, (laughs) we from the same town. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yes and we're both just navigating these um editorial streets in new york city to the best of our ability right during the age of covid mm-hmm. <laughs> so um another fun fact about Reve, she used to write for a gossip site that will remain nameless here because we won't really fuck them like that no free promo no free promo um like some of y'all anyway So, okay, where were you when Kim Kardashian happened? When Kim Kardashian first became a thing, I had recently graduated from Howard University, um, and there was this sex tape with Ray J floating around with this badass Persian bitch, and everybody just wanted to see it. And yeah, that was the first I heard of her. (laughs) Okay, mine is a little bit different. Are you one of the people who picked up on her during the Paris Hilton years? I didn't, but like when it was brought to, like when they started saying, oh, this is Paris Hilton's friend, I was like, where? And then when they would, you would see, this is all very, during the time you watch like Perez Hilton's site or like delisted and they post all the paparazzi pictures of people like stepping in out of the club. So when it was brought to my attention, I was like, oh yeah. I never noticed her before, but I mean, now that you mention it, yeah, I see her there, but I was not aware of her during that time like that. I wasn't aware of her until, you know, her, as she calls it, her introduction to the world with Ray J. Oh, is that what she calls it? She did at one point. She said that was her first, um, she said during her Oprah interview years ago, she said, I guess that was my first introduction to the world. She wouldn't say that's why she's famous, but she would say that's her first introduction to the world. Oh, interesado. So, I remember being at Georgia Southern University, hashtag the real GSU, um, <laughs> you know, young Jess, it's probably drunk. Anyway, and this girl who I knew made her name on Facebook, Kim Kardashian. And I was like, who is Kim? Like, what is this? I thought that it was like just a name she made up. And she was like, oh, she's like this like socialite girl, like whatever, whatever. How she made up her name? <laughs> no idea. But you remember, like, Facebook used to be, like, a thing, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right after MySpace, everybody's like, oh, let me make myself a a snappy name. And FYI, I never... I missed the MySpace thing. Like, my friends were into it, but I never got into MySpace because I thought it was weird. And, like, now my whole life's on social media. But anyway... I feel like I've done every social media there has been, like, Black Planet (laughs) way back I used to be on Black Planet, but I could never be... Like the creative girls who would like make a page. And remember they had the cute little 
I guess like we would call them the little animations. Like you yeah, get the little like, sparkly diamonds falling down and all Bruh. that. Girl, my shit didn't have pictures on it. It was literally just like words. <laughs> you know, like what even? I didn't even know how to get. I was like, I need a scanner. I don't know how to get my <laughs> my picture here. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I'm like, girl, who is that? And I don't think that the sex tape was out then because I feel like I would have been like, oh, the girl from sex tape. But I remember when people were talking about the sex tape, and I don't know if this is what the conversation was in your circle, but I remember people saying like, oh, it was so boring. And to be honest, this was before I had ever really watched porn. So I was like, well, what makes like a sex tape boring? And I just remember people well, like, tell you about me. I don't know what, I don't feel like I have, my first porn I watched that I ever really saw like a real porn was R. Kelly's tape. So that just goes to show you, you already don't have a healthy relationship with what is normal in a porn. <laughs> you know, if that's the first thing. And I <laughs> never watched the R. Kelly tape. It just, even back then, I just felt like it was just something in my, that I did not want on my spirit. I never mm-hmm. watched it. I didn't um, think it was boring. It was just like, um, edited. it was regular sex. It was normal. It was a couple who had been together for years, fucking uh, regular on vacation. And it was spliced together to try to make it more interesting. And that was about it. And I just remember kind of looking at my guy friends like, sweet, I've heard about you. You're not out here doing tricks, tips and tricks like you think you are. Um, (laughs) And so that was, you know, that's where I was when Kim happened. I was in college, probably like, yeah, I don't remember even what year. But when the reality show came, I remember there was so much conversation about people being critical that why should she get this platform? after you know this huge scandal and from my perspective even back then i had not developed into the you know powerful feminist that i am today but even back then i felt like okay so her sex tape got leaked and you know people record themselves having sex sometimes i suppose right she's supposed to just like fall off of the face of the earth and like die or like fade into obscurity because this happened. Like, what do people want from this woman? You know, it was a very private moment that, you know, was shared without her permission. The jury's still out on that, but you know, from her perspective, share it without her permission and Mm -hmm. they found a way to capitalize off of it. And it was just like, what's the big deal? I never understood if you want to call it a back, whatever you call it, a backlash or whatever. People still try to bring that up to this day. Like that's supposed to hurt a bitch feelings at 40 years old. And I really don't understand. Like, I'm sure for most folks, there's at least an iPhone clip of you fucking somewhere. So like, if that got out, (laughs) you know, like, is your life supposed to stop? Are you not supposed to do anything else with yourself? Like, are you not supposed to, granted, you can say she capitalized on it, but at the same time, if they're the way the way they've played it, and I feel like they've done that several times with Vivid Entertainment, like we have this footage, we're releasing this footage. Do you want your cut or what you trying to do? Because you can sue us, guarantee you won't win because we have the way our shit is set up, or we can go ahead and give you royalties because everybody gonna see your pussy bust open. What do you want from this? So I feel like she did the best she could, provided that's the truth of it all. We don't know. But say, let's say it is, for argument's sake. She did the best she could with that situation. Thankfully, she had a show coming out in the next eight months. So it just, it worked her favor. Right. And I think, like, that was the conversation that I had with my mom. And what I, I think that it was just really easy for people to just write her off as, like, oh, she's a hoe. Because that's, it, unfortunately. That, to me, is so strange. Like, where do you get, oh, say, so you would have, you would have nigga for three years, you don't fuck him? You Okay, right. you're a hoe for fucking your boyfriend on a I, vacation? I think the thing that I've always been so curious about is like, well, define hoe. Because from my perspective, when so many people try to say what a hoe is, it's just a woman who's had sex. <laughs> exactly. And that's what people be like, oh, she fucked with this one, she fucked with that one. I'm like, every person you name has been her boyfriend or husband. Every nigga has claimed her publicly. So I'm not understanding like a hoe is somebody like, I'm thinking, you know, don't nobody want you to know that they're fucking with this girl. They, it's all very back alley and secretive. And it's just lots and lots and lots and lots of people. But I'm like, you can name, however many you can name, most of them you can trace back to, oh, I remember they were dating during this time. I remember they were married during this time. Oh, I remember she was going with him for like a year. Like, if it was her or, man, what is the hoe part? Or honestly, at, at the end of that, even if she was just out here on some, 
Yes, yeah, that's what she was, yeah. Straight savage. I knock these niggas off like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just don't care because people have sex. <laughs> you know, like the early two thousands was a different time. You know, folks, uh, stuff that's like very normal now is quite taboo. We're talking fifteen years ago, right? And I, I can honestly say that I I look at like my journey, you know, to womanhood, if you will, um, and the way that my perspective has changed so much on the way we judge women based on their relationships with men, and it's just not something that I really actually believe in anymore Mm -hmm. you know like allow a person to be who they are separate from what they've done sexually if right you know if tragically we have this terrible terrible person in the oval office who has done so many unscrupulous things sexually and Mm -hmm. he can be the leader of the free world somehow then you know what I mean? Like, why? Right, actually, it shouldn't matter. Why can't a girl matter. who's on a reality show have had a couple of niggas under, under her belt? Like, why is it big a deal? Do you remember the meme that was like Kim eating like some ice cream and it was like her head cocked to the side and it was like, girl, you fuck some niggas too? <laughs> I, I, I remember that exactly. <laughs> I it's so funny. And I have to be honest, at the time, I was one of the, because I was so young. Um, like, like early twenties, I don't even know if I was like 21, but I do remember coming to a point where for years I felt really insecure about being a woman who had sex. You Mm -hmm. know, I was just like, Oh, is my body count too high? Is anybody ever going to want me? Am I ever going to be? And I'm going to be really honest. It made me feel better to see women defend her Mm -hmm. that, you know, okay, people have sex. And honestly, that, that helped me to not feel insecure, to feel like I was somehow worth less because I was a person who had had sex with people, you know, with guys and the relationships didn't work out because that's ultimately, you know, for a lot of us, just what happens, you start having sex at whatever age you start having sex and, you know, Mm -hmm. you go through life and like all those relationships don't work out. All relationships fail until one doesn't. Right. So it's like, if you're the person that is, if you're not saving yourself for marriage or something, uh, it's gonna go down with a couple people before you find your forever partner. That's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. It doesn't seem to be that big a deal to me. Right. Just like, yeah, honey, that's how life works. So Mm -hmm. let's all just wrap it up and move on. Okay. So as a black woman, explain to me Mm -hmm. how slash why you are such a Kim fan that she has been routinely your wallpaper screensaver on your phone. (laughs) Well, see, I feel like for me personally, it never was like a racial thing with Kim. You know, I feel like people in later years, especially, has become this whole thing of like, why does the Black community even support these people? But it's like, I don't see what, at least when it started. Okay, we can get to later on and later on things. But I feel like when the whole Kardashian thing came about, I don't really see what the Kardashians had to do with me as a Black woman. Like, it was just kind of like, I enjoyed the show. I really like, Kim to me has low-key always been the funniest one. Like, I don't know if she gets like this bad rap, but she be having me fucking dying. Um, right. <laughs> and, you know, the little the style thing, the whole glam thing, the fact that she's just like, you know, this sexy, whatever you want to call her, um, socialite. I was going to say like Starlet, but she's not the star of anything besides her reality show. So like, she's just kind of like, just the whole image of her is something, something I was very drawn to from the beginning. And I just found her and her whole family just really entertaining. So like, she's just always been like, I don't know, like you ever just have like a little girl crush? That's always just been my person since I guess when her show came out, like 07, 08 back then. I was like, oh, that's like my girl crush. You want to like, know what's so funny? My Okay, so obviously, you know, I'm 33. My realization about like how, as a straight, you know, as a hetero person, mm-hmm. we, and someone who, who wants to be an ally, you know, to the gay community, I remember people always, my gay friends saying like, you in your life did not come at a crossroads where somebody said, pick men or women. You just knew what you were attracted to. Right. And, So me being 33, growing up in the 90s, I was obsessed with beautiful Black women in this way that it was like, I want to be them. Mm -hmm. You know, like it wasn't, 
I want to have sex with that person when they're kids. Right. I knew, like, Layla Rashawn. I was like, oh, my God, I want to be Layla Rashawn when I grow up. <laughs> or, like, you know, we had so many, you know, we had Tony Braxton. We had Jada Pinkett. We had Nia Long. You know, all of my short hair inspo girls. Mm -hmm. And so I always had, I guess, what you could call, like, girl crushes. But they were always on Black women, for the most part. Right. The mm -hmm. most, ironically, I remember the first time that I had, like, a girl crush. And I was like... Now, do you want this woman to actually kiss you or something? Was Amber Rose? <laughs> I remember seeing Amber like, Rose like, make out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw Amber Rose, I was like, I'm questioning. Um, <laughs> like I remember sending a picture of her to one of my brothers. Like this is the most striking woman I have ever seen. I want to know everything about her. And then she started mm -hmm. talking, and it went away. But um, I Kim was. I don't ever remember having like, a girl crush on Kim, like, even in, you know, the way that we're, like, talking about, but right. I do remember feeling, like, this is a person who I'm curious about, I want to know more about her, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know what the hell we were ever wearing in the early 2000s, but I remember, <laughs> just, why were we wearing, why were we dressed business casual in the Wearing those freaking, uh, what do you call those weight belts up here oh. around <laughs> What around a sweater or something it was ridiculous. just unnecessary belts unnecessarily huge necklaces but I also remember really loving her style even mm -hmm. when you go back and look at red carpets where it's like bitch what were you wearing I really liked her style because at the time I had started gaining weight like my woman weight Mm -hmm. And I was starting to have a butt and I'm like, oh, she's short and she has a big butt. So if she can pull something off. I can kind of pull something off. Right. So I remember like the Kim blazer phase where it was like, you yeah, know, I all blazers with the jeans. Girl, when I say that was my look. <laughs> <laughs> and the, blazer, the jeans, the big hoops, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, and this was back when everyone still had like their everyone still had their original faces. <laughs> um, way back I, in the day <laughs> right and I remember even my mom watching the show and like not having a problem you know with the show like we were entertained by it and we were curious by it one of my so I want to know like your favorite moments from the show like a most oh iconic God. moment girl how much time do you have so <laughs> okay give me like top three top three uh, in no particular order, I do love when Kim was feel smelling her own ass so bad that day she got the Bentley and her sisters didn't like how she was acting. And um, they left her and went back to the condo that Courtney and Chloe had. And when she knocked on the door, Chloe saw it was her and closed it. And Kim got so pissed off. I was like, don't be fucking rude and try to hit the her. <laughs> and Miss Wife. <laughs> I have that gif. <laughs> don't be fucking rude and still didn't hit her that gigantic purse she had on and I, I dare say she was wearing some sort of weight belt situation then of course um, the day she went to go get her Bentley oh my gosh what else what else mm, okay I'm gonna I think give a lot of the vacation of episodes are pretty funny hmm? I'm gonna give one of my one of my favorites was uh <laughs> when she was going back and forth about whether or not she was gonna do the playboy shoot and they were like, and Hef was like, honey, you're going to have to be nude. And it's right. Like, and it was like, no, bitch, this is Playboy. You're going to have to yeah. be. He's like, oh, that's certainly part of it. I remember that him saying that vividly. She was like, so is there, do I have to do nudity? He was like, oh, uh, yeah, that's like, certainly part of it. Sweetie, read, read the room, <laughs> gestures broadly. Like, yes. And most iconic, questionable, what the fuck moment was Chris. You're doing amazing, sweetie. She was taking the pictures with her cell phone. She was living it. She was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This is like her dream for her daughter to be in Playboy. And it was just so bizarre. And I'm looking at my mama like, please don't ever. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I don't know that my mom would be uh, taking cell phone pictures and selling you doing amazing. My mom's type to be like, girl, you ain't gonna have a body your whole life. If, that, if that's what you want to do. Listen, That's if I, I think, especially back then, if I had said, mom, I'm going to do Playboy, she would not have come to set. She probably wouldn't have looked at the pictures, but she was going to be like, you know, I support it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you, you? Know what? Get them pictures off then. If that's what you want to do, if this is what you want to do for you, if you can look yourself in the mirror at night and go to bed peaceful, go for it. Right. 
Um, my most recent favorite, um, like iconic moment is her and Courtney with that fight. I was like, Oh my gosh, I almost forgot all about that. I just know what I really feel like they fight all the time, but they had just been editing it out because I really feel like them bitches be slapping each other for real. I maintain that they don't actually like each other, like Courtney and Kim do not like each other. I think Courtney is, you know. I personally think Courtney's a sociopath. Um, she's Might probably my least favorite. But when we go through, like, you know, back to Kim and just, like, exploring my complicated relationship with her, I'm trying to remember when I was like, I can't abide this anymore. <laughs> because I was even still, you know, rocking with her through the Reggie Bush years and the fact mm-hmm. that Reggie Bush is now married to a Kim clone, which I think is weird. Um, through the Chris Humphreys. Like yeah, like um, through the Chris Humphreys situation where it was like, how would you ever with this very strange man? Anyway, when we get to, because I look at Kim's life as kind of being before Kanye and after Kanye, <laughs> I definitely started. I mean, like that comparison because it's kind of like a BC. Yes. Yeah, like before Christ. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that was her Her marriage to Kanye was so, it was so defining in such a way that I started to really look at all of them with a more critical eye. And I think zooming out of like everything that was happening in the world as a whole, it was just like, this is just kind of this guilty pleasure thing that we look at. And like you said in the beginning, I didn't really look at them in relation to us as black women because mm-hmm. they were still it's kind, kind of, of their own separate thing. And I'm like, if anything, they have a relationship with black men, but it's not, it just, it wasn't anything I felt personal about or it had anything to do with, you know, black womanhood or black. I didn't feel like, you know, at least in the beginning, there was any appropriation of us. It was just some thick ass white girls. That's all it was. Right. And I just remember just like, oh, this is just like a fun thing to, you know, partake in. And Mm -hmm. I think at at the time, I probably wasn't as protective of our culture, of our identity, because I didn't, you know, my awareness um, on those things hadn't been so activated. But when... The family, I don't remember Kim specifically, you know, making these comments about Amber Rose, but, you know, Kanye's had this obsession with slut shaming Amber Rose and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Amber Rose has said that there was, you know, some overlap between her relationship with Kanye and Kim's relationship with Kanye and then Kim, Mm -hmm. you know, marriage. Kim was still married when she got with Kanye. When she was pregnant by Kanye, she was still married. Right. Very technically. Right. Mm -hmm. But I remember taking a step back when they started with shaming Amber Rose for having done sex work as if their whole family wasn't based on sex work to an extent. Like you got paid Mm -hmm. and built your career and your family's careers and your platforms around like this sex tape was very much a springboard for you. And it was very much a part of season one. Like it was discussed and then there was a whole other drama with some pictures coming forward with Courtney that Kim was involved in. I still don't even know the backstory is on that, but naked pictures of the two of them, somebody was shopping around. It was like this whole big thing. Right. And I just remember feeling like, why is it okay for this woman to have profited off of sex work, but we look at black women who do it in this completely different way. And then you throw the black China thing in there and That's then a whole you, other can of worms. A whole <laughs> other can of worms. And then you throw the fact that Chloe kept dating Cam's friends' exes, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, and it or was that, like, and then when I even mentioned Kylie dating Kim's friends' current boyfriends and stuff like that, like this family clearly has no issue with if you see a man you want, he's with somebody, don't worry about that. You, <laughs> go for it. Exactly. And the fact that those men tended to be attached to black women and Mm. i'm not a person who has an issue with interracial dating i think if your preference is uniquely people who don't look like you that does that's something altogether that's something altogether yeah that does like it's a consistent i will not date black women i'm like that's a problem that you got in your soul but i don't really i don't know i never got emotional about like people dating interracially because you just you know, you, if you're a person that keeps your options open, you might meet all kinds of people, you know? Right, you, you like, you like what you like. 
you mm-hmm. like what you like, but as long as you you don't have to shit on us to big up the thing that you do. Right. Like. But That's for where the problem comes in. Right. And for me, <laughs> it's it is noticeable how few black male celebrities are actually with visibly black women. And mm-hmm. I do remember starting to feel differently about the whole situation when it was like, y'all are collecting black men like Birkin bags. Mm-hmm. Like something here is off. And I know when you and I were talking about like preparing for this episode, um, your thing was, you know, Kim does stuff sometimes where it's like, how did you not know that this would be an issue? Right. I, I don't believe that you don't know that it would be an issue. Like that's one thing I, I can't suspend my disbelief enough to think that you're that ignorant to the world around you that you wouldn't think somebody would have something to say about the cer- certain things that you do or say. Okay. What are some of those things? Like let's dissect. Well, most recently I'd say the kimono, uh, trademarking that and trying to make that the name of her intimacy line as if a kimono isn't a already an article of clothing that exists and B, doesn't belong to a culture that you have nothing to do with. So just in today's, maybe in, if it's 1986, okay, that might've flew. But in today's society, it's like, how do you take a, a term from a culture that you have zero relation to and say, I'm going to not only trademark that term for nobody else to use it, but make it a part of my clothing line. Like it just, it, to me, it was like tacking. It's like, girl, what the fuck did you think? You thought nobody's gonna come at you about that? You made labels and everything, you know? And, you know, the thing about that is like, I could see if you're this person who's never been anywhere, <laughs> you know? <It's> everywhere. <laughs> you know, you have been to Japan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. How did you, you know, how did you miss that? And I think it speaks to a colonialism, like mindset that, oh, here's the thing, let me just, and the fact that you inherently, like probably in your heart, don't, realize what the big deal is it's i Mm -hmm. think i envy people's ability to go through life not knowing you know i don't want to be a fucking idiot don't think it's not caring instead of not knowing i I don't i really that's what that's my that's my thing i really don't believe just because people have given her a rap of being or all of them a rap of being oh they're just these vapid valley girls because they talk through their nose (laughs) or whatever else i'm like these girls are not as stupid as you try to to say they are. If you were that dumb, you wouldn't have made it this far off of essentially doing nothing for the past 12 years. So, and, I, and when I say doing nothing, you know I'm using that term very loosely. I know there's a lot of work involved in having a brand and all that stuff, but yeah. you know, being yours, if, if your brand is you, that's a lot less work than putting a car together. So that's why I say <laughs> doing nothing. But I just don't believe that there are these stupid people that are like, what do you mean? I've never seen this. I've never seen that. Like, as they know. It's just a matter of they don't give a shit. That's what I feel like it is. I have a secret theory (laughs) when it comes to their um, appropriation of Black culture and a very specific kind of Black culture. I think that they have a vault that contains old Jet, Ebony, and Essence magazine. (laughs) You told me this before. (laughs) Yeah, and I think every so often they go into the vault they open a random page and they say this one i want to recreate this one because <laughs> i'm like where do y'all come from like remember when kylie had that like kangalon ponytail and it was like bitch why <laughs> what's funny to me is that i also don't know how much of the appropriation how do i say it i don't know how much of the approach appropriation actually lands on them because you have to take into account it's a lot of these media organizations that will be like oh my god people magazine look at kim's brand new never before seen braid style that we've never seen before she just started a whole brand new trend and it's like did kim tell you to write that because kim probably know full well that she got them there what did you i forgot where they were came from the ones where you braid in the front and it's like loose in the back I, it's some sort of we've been doing it for centuries of, of course, course it has some roots in somewhere in africa that we don't even know shit about but the right. thing is you think she don't know black women did that before she put it in her head I'm well, sure she knew my good issue, at well, she did, but issue People Magazine saying Kim started it is that's them doing it, you know? Yes, and I do take issue with the fact that she tried to say that it was a Bridget Bardot-inspired thing. Oh, yeah, from that movie, uh, what is it? Um, Bo Derrick. Bo, Bo Derrick. Sorry, not Bridget Bardot. But, uh, mm-hmm. Confusing the white women, chair. Yes, Bo Derrick from, I think, I want to say it was Splash. 
it's from this movie called 10 that I've never seen, but apparently, yeah, it's this whole big thing. That's where, this is, that is the first place that white women in history apparently feel like they saw braids and they always trace, trace it back to like, oh, it's a Bo Derek thing uh, as if, and what's thing it's funny to me is I'm like, Kim, no way better than to say it was Bo Derek. You ain't that white. Like you're white, but I mean, you're too tapped in. I don't believe you, you know? And two, I'm just like, well, Kim, you have black friends. Lala ain't never you put black people on your style team from time to time. Like, right. And I think um, as someone who has, you know, worked in fashion, I still write about fashion and things of that nature. Cultural appropriation is it's a more nuanced conversation than I think people realize because we all borrow from, you know, each other in some regard. Uh now of course white people don't borrow they steal shit from everybody and act like it's new all the time that's kind of their culture that's what they're known for but where i have landed with it is if you can give credit not if you can give credit and honor things where you can if you have been inspired by the entire continent of africa as if it's not this vast you know right not a monolith but okay if you were inspired by the continent of africa to create this collection i want to see nothing but african girls on your runway i want Agreed. for the profit for some of the profits from this collection to go back to funding the place from which you stole this like give to these people that's how i feel that we can reconcile because someone a while ago had a conversation with me about like about rap music. Rap was born in the Bronx. If the Bronx mm-hmm. had said we're the only people who can rap, then we wouldn't have Outkast, we wouldn't have UGK, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have, you know. So we have to give some semblance of, you know, allowance to borrow. But my issue with people like this family from time to time is that there is this cultural ignorance or lying about, you know, um, your ignorance about where some things came from. and. I I honestly see confusion on like Instagram sometimes where from my perspective, this family has consistently aspired to looking like non-white anything, like a racially ambiguous something or another. Right. But then you have black girls who are imitating them. And it's like, this is like Mm -hmm. a really weird circular... Kind of. It is. It's on a vicious, it's a vicious cycle of emulating a style, you know? Right. Or maybe not just style, but everything, like it, down to vernacular, stuff like that. Girl, speaking of vernacular, Kanye's voice completely fucking changed. <laughs> it's like, changed like twice. I remember like for a couple years, he sounded like really valley girlish. I think, <laughs> I'm not going to um, mental health shame, but I really think there's a lot of things going on separately with Kanye that's affecting the way he sounds, the way he speaks, all that. Like, I think, I think there's a, a whole cacophony of things going on there. That You know, hit, uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna stop because like you said, we don't want to mental health shame anybody, but mm-hmm. um, going back to the Letterman interview and I was, you know, looking at Kim and I thought that she handled herself really well But when it came to the questions about her doing the prison reform work with Trump, I was like, you're still not saying what I want, what I would want for you to say. It Mm -hmm. felt very um, media trained. You know, it felt, it almost felt like a political response that I'm not going to commit one way or the other, where it was very much like, I have to give credit where credit is due. This administration has done a lot for prison reform. And I was like, have they done a lot for prison reform as a whole or did they just allow you to come into the White House and so that they could profit off of your celebrity, they allowed you to like take these steps to help these few people out? Like, has there been... Mm-hmm. A- there have been some strides in prison reform um, during this administration. I mean, even outside of what Kim is doing, but I don't know that it's enough to outweigh everything else, you know, that's been and going that, on. And that was my, my thing where it's like, you... Again, I will give credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. You took an interest in this unlawful imprisonment of this woman and wanted to do something to help her family out. And that's, you know, that's awesome. But what I want people 
to not lose sight of is the fact that Kim had a lot of privilege in being a person who Trump actually listened to and actually took seriously. Because we had black celebrities at the beginning of his administration, you know, like Steve Harvey and mm -hmm. whoever the fuck else, like, I want to go sit down with him and blah, blah, blah. Those people weren't able to get anywhere in conversing no. with him. Kim actually was, and that's because of a certain amount of privilege. But like you said, these I mean, if I use your privilege, you know. Exactly. Yeah, these couple of things do not outweigh the ways in which this man has shitted on this country right. over and over again and galvanized the worst of American citizens to be hateful towards other people. So that's really my where I feel really, um, it's complicated for me how I feel uh, about that because I don't know how else she would have gotten that accomplished were mm -hmm. not, you know, like you needed a presidential pardon. Exactly. But the way that she responded to that question, I was like, you are not condemning him enough for the shitty things he's done to other people for me. Exactly. I feel like she might, I don't, I have to see it, but I'm like, maybe she feels as though she's in some sort of precarious position where she doesn't want to you know, muddy the waters of what she has going on because maybe they still have things in the works. I don't really know how you possibly could at this point in the game, but maybe they do. And she's like, you also know you're dealing with a petulant child. And if he hears one negative word about himself out of your mouth, it's going to be like, oh, well then, shit, we don't need to do no more of this. So it's like, you're in a position, right. if you were dealing with a nice, normal adult human being who realizes that, you know, you can't always put your feelings in every single thing that's going on, That'd be one thing you could say, I condemn him for this and third, but I do appreciate it a lot. But she can't say nothing negative about somebody like Trump because he's probably gonna get on the TV and call her some sort of filthy skank that he shouldn't have done nothing for. You know, like you you don't know what, this guy's a wild card, so. 100%, and, and what she did say is, you know, people told her if you go in the White House, with this administration, your reputation is going to be is going to be ruined. And she was like, you know, I have to weigh this woman's life that she's been denied against my reputation. And that's not even a question for me. Like, who gives a shit? And that I did admire. And I will say one of the other things that I admire. Well, she's married to Kanye West and he sets off a bomb for their reputation every other day. And so she, I'm sure she's like, look, I can handle this. <laughs> like, Let's get into, into that because... You know me, again, like, as a, you know, feminist and a champion of women, mm -hmm. I'm not too keen on judging women for the actions of their husbands. I mean, but I am. Adult people that, you know, I don't know why people try to make it seem like it's their responsibility uh, when the men they bring into their lives do certain things. Somehow it's the responsibility of these women to turn grown men certain directions. I never have understood that. <laughs> Right. And, and I think I, yeah, I don't want to, to make her responsible for Kanye's behavior, but I'm also kind of like, are you complicit here? Cause it seems like you don't really have any control here either. So mm -hmm. how much do we put on her for what he's doing? Like to mess up, you know, like the election right now, like, it's pretty shitty of you to take votes from, you know, like the party that we need to win, you know, lesser two evils. We need to get this man out of the White House. And what Kanye is doing right now, telling people to write him in, I find incredibly harmful to... It is. Yeah, it's... it's that. There's no other word for it. It's harmful. It's irresponsible. It's stupid. It's idiotic. And... Is it fair for us to expect for her to condemn her husband in this way? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I don't, mm, that's tricky. I feel like it. that's a person by person basis. I don't think it's fair to expect anyone who's in a committed marriage to publicly say anything negative about their partner, provided they're not, you know, harming them or their, you know, children or their family. I'm like, I don't know how you can necessarily say your husband, we don't like him. You need to say something against him. It's kind of like, she might not like the nigga either, but in a marriage, I can't say that like it's your role to say, hey, I don't fuck with what he's, uh, you know, you're supposed to provide a united front to the world. She might be cussing them all kind of out behind doors and telling him not to do this, that, and the third. But not only are you dealing with a person who seems like he was generally willful in the first place, you're dealing with somebody who's in the middle of a mental health crisis. There's like no way to scoot around that. He is. He can, he can tell you otherwise, but 
<laughs> we all have eyes. We're all here. You can see something's going on. He's also in the middle of, which I, you know, have my personal feelings about that being triggered by his disorder, um, uh, overhaul of his rededication to his religion and everything. So like, it's just, it's just, he's not, I don't think she's personally in a position to come out and be like, look, y'all, don't listen to nothing this man is saying. He's off his fucking rocker. He's fuck up the election. Don't write him in. She might think that, but like as his wife, she's not really in position if she want to stay his wife <laughs> to do anything like that, you know? It it really made me think about um, when the elevator incident happened with Beyonce and Solange and Jay-Z. We didn't where, find out until years later. <laughs> you know, and people were like, well, was she supposed to side with her husband or was she supposed to side with her sister? You know, where it's, mm -hmm. this is, what y'all want me to do? Like, we got 16,000 kids together mm -hmm. and, <laughs> you know, um, and that's, you know, again, another part of my complicated feelings towards her. So the way that I have resolved it for myself is the way that I resolve things with all celebrities. These are all people. All people are problematic. And mm -hmm. they're, you know, I think we all have our threshold for what we can abide and what we can't abide. I look right. at him as being a source of entertainment. I think that her business acumen in some ways can be admirable because if that bitch don't do nothing else, she gonna make a coin. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I'm reading this um, book by uh, Alice Walker right now. I think I talked to, about it with you a little bit like a couple weeks ago um, in search of our mother's gardens. Mm -hmm. And there was a line in it where it was like um, something to the extent of eat the parts you want and let the rest rot. That's how I relate to- That's good advice. Yeah, like that's how I relate to celebrity culture right now. There are people who I like for specific things, but I'm not looking to these bitches for life advice or... Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever, you know, especially with this Kardashian, people say they have such vitriol towards them and hate them so much. I'm like, you don't ever have to turn on E for no reason. You don't ever have to look at their show. You didn't, you, you didn't have to go to Sears and buy no Kardashian collection shirts and dresses like I used to do. You don't oh have to do that shit. <laughs> So, like, it, it's just one of those things where I'm trying to think of people who I, I can't even say find annoying, but there's, like, people who aren't even on my radar that are, like, big right now, like that Ari girl or whoever else. What's the other one's name? Jada and stuff. Those people aren't on my radar. I don't care what they're doing. So I'm not going to come in the comments and be like, oh, my God, when is this bitch going to go away? It just doesn't – I don't care. If you don't care and you don't see value in them, just say away. That's the part you let rot. <laughs> Everything that's going on over there. <laughs> exactly. I think we have so much to do <laughs> as a country, as a community, mm -hmm. as a race, as a gender, you know, all these different like intersections that I don't want to get so enmeshed in my feelings about, you know, people's overt or discreet or whatever, you know, the way that they carry themselves. Like there are several celebrities that I feel like the mainstream outlets are constantly trying to push on me. Mm -hmm. um, that girl whose name I refuse to remember or know with the hair, who I tell you, like, why this bitch don't ever comb her hair? What's the girl? I don't know. She's like a singer, dancer, and people like really go up for her, but her hair is never combed. Is she, she used to are be you, in that girl group. Talk about Normani? Who was the other one? Camila Cabello? That girl. Oh, yeah. About that girl. Like, I don't, I don't get the appeal. I don't know why we're here, but I don't routinely get on the internet and spray this vitriol about her. And I've always been really confused about, okay, at the root of it, what is the hatred? I remember, um, you know how you make Twitter friends? Like, this person you ain't never seen in right. real life, but you make Twitter friends. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl, and I really don't, even want to give this too much but you know for mm -hmm. the sake of the, the conversation um you know fashion style whatever a girl thought she was cool whatever we would talk back and forth on twitter um i think we even like met up once here and yeah we definitely did and there was this thing where kanye let north draw on a birkin for kim for her birthday and this, oh, I remember that, yeah. You remember? And this mm -hmm. girl was so disgusted that... God, here we go with the Birkins again. <laughs> girl, it's the that will never die. Um, and this was before people were, you know, collecting Birkin Birkins. Crazy. Yeah, collecting Birkins by Pokemon. But 
she was just like, this is such a disgusting display of wealth. Why would you do this? And I was like, Hold up, like, this is their child, though. I'm sure they don't find anything disgusting about anything. First of all, whether they did that or not, then people were still going to have more money than you or I have ever seen this morning when you woke up. Like, whether he drew on that bag for her or he didn't, and they were still going to have an obscene amount of money. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I found it so confusing. And I was like, why are you so upset about how these people are spending their money? And her mm-hmm. retort was like, well, why are you defending it? And I was just like, I'm genuinely curious about like, why you hate. Question. Yeah, like why you hate this bitch so much? <laughs> like, and I think that was when I started to to be really curious about what at the root of it. What exactly is it? First of all, what did you expect? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you have two very egotistical people who created a a, a a child from both of them. So of course you know, the sun shines out of her ass. and they're Yeah, gonna and she thinks so too. <laughs> yeah, they're going to love anything that she does. So like, why are you upset at this display of, you know, love and affection or, you know, whatever from his child for his wife? I just found it really confusing. And I've never been comfortable or I have not recently been comfortable saying, I don't like Kim Kardashian or I hate her. Right. I do not. I don't, I, I, I find the vitriol to be really confusing because ultimately all your faves are problematic. All of them. Right. And I just don't really see where she'd be bothering nobody, honestly. Like she'd never done anything that I've been like, oh my gosh, this is so problematic. She's never said anything that I said, this is so problematic. Where does she come off? Like, not that I can recall anyway. Like, I just, I don't know where people, I, I don't get the hatred, the whole, like people make, made her like the symbol of all that is wrong with the world. And I'm like, her <laughs> like I'm like from arrested development her <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I've it's it's confusing for me and I really don't you know as a black woman I don't like the expectation to for example when you know they were calling Kylie like the youngest like self-made blah 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 Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, she already had this and she already had that. And my thing... Well, she didn't have a billion dollars, but I mean, self-made is still strong. But also, she didn't say it. Or well, did. That and... I don't think that it's appropriate to hate someone for benefiting from privilege that they... Privilege is just what you get. Right. In the world. It's, just, it's not something that you can earn. It's mm-hmm. not something that you... You know, it's not interchangeable you are born with certain privileges is she supposed to not do like you would look crazy as fuck if you were born with that many advantages and didn't go on what if she didn't do shit people would say something about that what if she just laid up and uh continue to have rappers babies or whatever and was just on tv or hey didn't even do the show what if she just laid around in her mama house still never got a house and was like no i'm just rich i'm cool with this people would say something about that too yeah, it's like well, the thought to or whoever thought to do the lip kit stuff. I don't know if it was her idea or someone else. You know how those things work. The fact that she went along with it and went ahead and built a brand for herself. How can I don't really know how I can personally be mad at that? She had the capital to do so. She had the name to do so. She did something with it. You know, from my perspective, I feel like read the chapter through to the end, zoom out and be upset at a system that makes this possible. That's yeah, more the problem. Yeah. Right. But for you to be this, you know, and obviously, again, I could take or leave these people. I don't right. like they don't, they don't pay my bills. Like, it's yeah, just not like, serious. It's just not that serious. I don't, I don't really give a shit. But mm-hmm. I do feel like the things that offend us the most are the things that we need to investigate. Like, look at why this bothers you. And for me, I take issue with the fact that we can work so hard. We can get X amount of degrees and go into, you know, debt from student loans and, and all these things that work really hard and not even scratch the surface of what these, you know, this family was able to achieve by chance. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated with a system that makes that possible as opposed to the result. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Like, I think all of us are really just trying to figure shit out from one day to the other. I don't think that anybody aside from children and dogs that are living in well-to-do homes. Right. <laughs> anybody is living a charmed life. I think we are all struggling in one way or the other. I think some of us have bigger struggles than the other. Like, 
me personally, I cannot figure out how to fuck to lose weight while also eating the things that I want to eat. But yeah, I also I think it's a possibility. So I just accepted the fatness and been like, you know what, dinner is delicious. <laughs> you know, like, right now we ain't going nowhere. It's a pandemic. Right. Like I really struggle to manage both my depression and my weight. It's really hard for me. But what I don't have to worry about is where I'm going to sleep. <laughs> right. You know, like we all have some things and like my, you know, depression is nothing compared to what's going on in Nigeria. Like there are levels. Right. Like, mm-hmm. None of us are leading a completely charmed life, but I don't really look at people who have things that I would like to have and say, fuck them, they're horrible people. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just more important to zoom out and to say, what makes this possible? You know, and, and to be upset about like why that's possible. But ultimately, I'm just not a hey ass bitch. Right. <laughs> if this is not in your blood, it's just not gonna be there. You know, like, I'm just not a hey ass bitch. It's like, okay, we'll get it how you live. <laughs> so I think too, like, you know, again, Birkins continue to be the conversation that will never die. I guess it's well, why, why bothered. Like, why do we uh, debating Birkins on the internet right now? When's the last time you stepped inside an Hermes store? Oh, never. Okay, so what are you talking about this for? <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> so, um, and I think you know, like I said, in terms of like me kind of having a hard time um, with you know weight loss and fitness and things like that. I don't look at girls who went and bought their bodies and been like, fuck this hoe. You know, I've been like, ah, if I just had the money, you know? <laughs> That'd be so simple. <laughs> you know? Um, but anywho, thank you for unpacking with me, friend. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? Um, no final thoughts. I do wonder what's next for Kim and the crew now that the show's ending. I'd like to know where they think they're going to take this whole, I know Courtney ain't probably going to do shit, but I want to know whether, where they're going to take this caravan now that keeping up the Kardashians is going to be over. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm curious about that too. And I was like, is this just going to be another spinoff? Cause I have to admit the spinoffs were fun. When Courtney oh, and Chloe yes. took Miami. Courtney and Chloe taking Miami. That, those were the golden years. <laughs> that was fun. And I'm like, will y'all maybe finally elevate the twins to, no. That's who I got a problem with. That's who I got a problem with. Y'all been out here with these women for like 45 years. Into anything for yourself. Have not flipped it into anything. That's who I have questions for. I don't understand. They they weaves haven't even gotten better. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, you give me one good year uh, in the crew with that family. I'd I'd be fucking Jordan Woods on a thousand. (laughs) I don't understand them twins. Oh my God, we completely forgot to to discuss the Jordan Wood thing. That too, that really fucking bothered me. I really was upset with the way they vilified that girl. And I understand like, you know. That episode, I guess that would have been one of the um, highlight ones too. The way that um, when you see how Chloe really felt and that way she was talking like about that girl like a dog. And I'm like, bruh. That is like, she is a hundred years younger than you in the grand scheme of life. Cause what, Chloe is my age. Jordan just turned 23. So what, she was 20, 21 at the time. I could not imagine a seeing a 20 year old girl as my competition. Right. Like I can't even, I can't even fathom it. I'm going to look at the guy like, what the fuck is your problem? Why are you running around here with babies? Right. And two, I couldn't imagine vilifying her like that when she is 20 years old. Like yeah, that, I, I had to go she, back. Had a, she got a plot against me and my family. You're talking about a literal child. <laughs> they have a, right. a plot against you and a nigga that you know cheats. I'm not right. understanding. Like, yeah, I was I was really um, disgusted with the way that they talked about her. Like she was this like like they pulled her out from the gutter, and it's like this girl right. is part of like a Hollywood family. Like she didn't. They said, "Oh, she feeds her family off of the things you give her." And I'm like, she's not an employee. Or the fact that she y'all didn't find her in the project. That now that I will say was a huge turning point for me, where it was just like, if y'all don't get the fuck, it was just it was very anti-black. It was very making a lot of assumptions. It was very um, uh, misogynistic, and it's so interesting now that you see Tristan is still very much around, and people have forgiven him, and you know Jordan has left and done her own thing. 
but the mm-hmm. way that she was treated compared to the way that he was treated, it's, you know, what's that term that the girls? I don't know if you remember a couple years back, um, with the whole Kylie thing with Tyga, I think this is still going on. And I feel like, uh, I don't know what the situation was where there had been some talk of China and Amber Rose saying little sideways things. On the breakfast club. Kylie. Yeah. They were saying like little sideways stuff or just like basically saying straight up, you know, like the whole situation was wrong. And I remember, of course, they used that um, God awful Jonathan Chiba person. Is that his name? Yeah. Um, that that's Kim's quote unquote friend as the mouthpiece. He had like a website for like two minutes and was saying, he just kind of thought like, you know, these grown women shouldn't be talking about a child like Kylie. And they're just a little too street and ghetto to be talking about somebody, you know, you know, she's young. Like, why are these two grown women going so hard on this, you know, young girl, she's still finding her way in life and just all these ghetto hood rat antics that they're doing. And it was something he said on his side, but I'm like, it's so funny how fast forward three, four, five years, I don't know how long it's been. Y'all are the old bitches who are going in on a young girl who's still trying to find her way over something, you know, over a, a man that you, that wasn't even, let's be frank, ain't really yours because who comes to town and rents a house to be away from his baby mama, girlfriend, whatever she's supposed to be at the time and the child. He rented yeah. a whole other house at a party that you weren't invited to and you mad at her. I'm trying right. to, like... Right. It's like, it was very much like, well, it's okay when we do it. And I was just like, "Mm, all you hoes can catch the fade. And I think too, I have a real, I have a real serious issue. And this, and from watching Real Housewives of Potomac, it's something that I realized about myself. Um, I have an issue with people who talk shit that they can't physically back up. (laughs) So for you to be, oh, and, and I really don't like when people outside of our community use ghetto or hood or whatever because it's so loaded coming from you right exactly because what do you know how do how do you gonna tell this black person's ghetto or are you just looking at her being black and that's just ghetto enough like where's the ghetto come in right and it's like sweetie you know? how the fuck are y'all not ghetto you know if we exactly. want to talk about it um that was a i mean really- they got money but i'm like all y'all are some unwed mothers for the courtney three times over you know, right. like, what? there's a lot of ghetto shit going on around here. Right. Um, I definitely had, had a huge issue with that. But again, it was not enough for me to say, oh, I hate these people. This is just how white women behave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I, I um, throw rocks and hide their hands or, and play victim. That's, that's kind of what comes with the package, I would think. Yeah, par for the course. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I don't know how completely like left that off the notes, but I just did want to like get into the the, the Jordan Woods. No, yeah, that, that 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 was a big a big hiccup in the whole situation. Yeah, and I I kind of was looking at Kim like, are you just on some? I'm gonna you know stand up for my sister shit, or do you wholeheartedly? Are you wholeheartedly comfortable like attacking this young black girl in this manner when I ain't seen y'all have hey, no? You saw fucking Kamora popped up on the phone telling me they need to go harder on her. I'm like, you have, that's what, that's what Kamora Lee Simmons called him. It's like, people feel too comfortable treating you like this because y'all always trying to take the high road. I'm like, excuse me, since when? But y'all, you know, you need to, these girls need to be scared of you. They don't need to feel like they could just come in to your space and take your men. I'm like, first of all, who does Tristan belong to? Take your men. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, I thought that whole, that whole scene was nuts because it was just kind of like, honey, why are we listening to Kamora? <laughs> Because that's one of their homegirls, I guess. <laughs> How's she the authority here? I have questions. Um, blind Lena Blind, Larsa, starting all this shit. And it's like, you had two niggas you couldn't hold on to in the last couple of years. I'm trying to understand you had your own husband and your future. Ooh. I'm to listen to you? I'm confused. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, too, like, that's another, another you know, part of the, the reconciliation. It's just, um, yeah, I don't hold these people to a very high standard anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. So I was like, if, I think people take things a little too seriously, and then that's where all the oh my god, I hate them so much. I'm like, why are you are you looking for them for moral guidance or how to govern these situations in your own lives? You yeah, probably- like this is <laughs> this is entertainment. Leave it at that. Um, okay, so now that we you know circle back to get that out the way, um, tell the people where to find you and all that good stuff. Okay, you can find me on social media, all of them at Bougie Badass, uh, B-O-U-G-I-E-B-A-D-A-Z-Z. 
like Boosie Badass. <laughs> and same thing for YouTube. That's my YouTube channel as well. And what do you do during Halloween on your YouTube? I review horror movies um, or give horror suggestions. I haven't decided if I'm going to do the horror movies that I don't like <laughs> this time around that people seem to go up for. There's a lot that are like critically acclaimed and I'm like this. So her? I do list of those. Her? <laughs> um, or, you know, another top 10 list of recommendations because people seem to like the one from last year. And um, yeah, I, you know, I reviewed other movies too, but horror movies kind of like my passion. So that's kind of the, the lane I stick in. Yeah, you're like a horror movie sommelier. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Which I enjoy. You know, he, uh, horror is not my genre, but we had a really good time um, dissecting Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. So that was me coming into your world a little talk bit. Talk about an ending that I have mixed feelings about, but you know, that's neither here nor there. You know what? Separate convo for another day. So we'll get into it another time. Thank you, sis. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And tell Rocket, you're a problematic dog. Thank you for giving us five minutes to do this. Oh, I put him, he had to go to sleep. I put him, I put him down for a nap. I was like, you gotta, you can't just be roaming the floors with all your shenanigans right now. So I'll, well, when I, I wake I, him up, I'll let him know. <laughs> right. I, I appreciate it. Auntie loves you. Okay.